Yeah. How can I stay young? That's a question many people ask all over the world. All kinds of statistics, all kinds of research has been done on the subject. And it's something that uh, comes up in your mind every so often, especially when you pass another birthday, right? How do you stay young? And the question really is, is it really good to be young? Is it, what, what are you looking for when you say you want to be young? What is, is, is young really a good thing? So this week we have a double parsha, and not always are these two sections in the Torah together. This year they are. We have matot and maaseh. Matot means a staff, a stick, and maaseh means to journey, to travel. Really, when is his birthday? The real birthday. <laughs> so, taking a journey and traveling is is speaks of spontaneity, versus a staff is stagnant; it's in one place, and the Torah puts them together. And we need to understand what's the meaning of these two names and how they come together. Is this a week about being stagnant in one place? Is this week about journeying forward? Which one is it? So, if you look at the first Torah portion this week, Matot. Matot means a staff. The truth is the Jewish people have two names. We're called staffs, and we're also called Shvatim. Shvatim means tribes. Shvatim also means branches. Now, in Judaism, it's different than any other language in the world. In other, every other language, the object that you are using your language to, to uh, that you're describing with your language, the object was there first, and now you pick a word to describe that object. You have a uh, can of soda. So first there is a can of soda, and then you say, oh, let's all agree we're going to call this a can of soda. It's called Shem Heskami. It's a name that everyone agrees on. We're going to call this name. And every country has the different words. They use different things. The Jewish language is the only language that the words existed before the things. Meaning, God created the world with His words. God said, let there be light. Before God said, let there be light, there was no light. So unlike every other language, where first you have the, the object, and then you have the name for it, in, in the holy language, Lashon Kodesh, first there is the name, and the name produces, name creates the things that are, are called by that name. So here we have two names in the Jewish people because there are two different dimensions, two different layers of what our people is about. To understand this, let's look at this discourse of the first Rebbe of Chabad, the Alter Rebbe, who gives a fascinating uh, description of these two words, branch and staff. On the surface, what's a branch? Branches attached to a tree. A branch can move, can bend. It's affected by its different seasons. And even after it's detached from the tree, it still has some moisture in it. And you could uh, move it around and bend it. And it uh, won't break if you, if you bend it. But a staff, on the other hand, is something which is dry and it's hard. And it's unaffected by summer and winter and different seasons. And on the other hand, there's an advantage in a staff. A staff is something you can use to lean on. A staff is something you can use to push something around. 
a staff has has uh, resilience. And these represent two different kinds of people that we see all the time. When you're young, you're easily, easily affected by your surroundings. You easily succumb to pressure. You're, you're willing to take a lot more, many more risks than you would when you're, own, when you're older. When you're young, you're weaker. And because you're weaker, you blame your faults on other people. You say, I did it because of this person. You also don't have so much of a strength of your own identity. And you start, you really attribute your goodness to uh, your pride to your parents. You, you, I am proud because my dad is. You know, I'm proud because who, who your dad is. Not, not your own identity. There was a father who told the Rebbe once, he says, you know, Rebbe, my son is a tzaddik. You know why? Because everything he does is has to do with tefillin. He makes pictures with tefillin, he makes Lego with tefillin, everything he does, he, he, it's all about tefillin. I think my son is going to be a tzaddik. So the Rebbe told him, it's time you start praying in the shul, start praying in the synagogue. Because a child is a, is a sponge. Whatever he sees, he absorbs. There was a, um, a mother who, uh, she loved her son very much, and she called her son, my entire my dear, my beloved, my precious. And he goes off to school for the first time. He goes off to first grade and he comes back after school. And tell me after school, my double, what, what happened? Tell me, I want to hear about your day. He comes back after school and he, she says, no, what'd you learn? I learned to have a name. <laughs> my name is David, you know, before he didn't have a name. Before his name was my double, my ziskite, my precious, my, my kapara. You know, they shouldn't have any, he never named. Children don't really feel they have their own identity. And it's very important as a child grows older to give them tasks that they can do to, so that they can learn to rely on themselves. It's the most amazing feeling, on the one hand, to be able to take responsibility and say, I could do something. It's also the scariest moment, psychologists say, for a person to realize that my actions will affect my, it's on me, my actions affect the way things will be. So it's so important to um, give a child the love that a child needs and to help them grow and, and when you can't, let go and let them walk on their own. You know, cut the umbilical cord and let them, let them uh, see what they can do on their own. Even if they won't do everything perfectly correct, but giving them that chance to prove themselves and to act on their own really gives a child strength and confidence for the future. There are a lot of adults who've missed out on that special treatment as a child. They go to therapy because they need to get that love and that, that, that warmth. They missed out on a certain kind of therapy they go through so that they could feel like a child because they missed that. There is um, something that you get by being a child, by being the, tri- the shaver, being the branch. It's something you get by being an adult, by being the staff. You get the resilience and the strength as an adult. And... Um, there was a boy who went to school and he did remarkably well on, on, on one test. It was the first time he did really good. And the teacher says, your dad must have helped you. How did you do so well? Yeah. The kid said, this is the first time my dad didn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and it's true that when you stand on your own, you discover your own strength. That's why the Torah says, a man should leave his father and mother and get married. In order to get married, you have to let go of your father and mother. That's how you discover your, your own identity. I don't know if this is the right thing to say or not, but psychologists say, how does a child become a man? It's the first kill is that, chas Anyways, so um, that's the difference between a staff and a branch. So these are two kinds of 
personalities which exist within ourselves as well. In other words, it's not just that one stage of your life as a branch and another stage of your life as, as, a, as a staff, but everyone has the ability to call on their inner child. Every country has a currency. It used to be in time of Avram Avinu, not only did every country have a currency, but every family had their own currency. There was a Parsakar currency, there was a Kohen currency, there was a Swigi currency. Avram Avinu had his own coin. What did it say on his coin? On his coin, there was a picture on one side of an old man and an old woman. And on the other side, there's a picture of a young man and a young woman. And Tosfot says it wasn't actually a picture. picture it was more just, just the, the, the words. Old man, old woman, young man, young woman. And there two ha- two, the, the idea is that there's, on the Jewish currency, what makes us Jews, what's our currency? We, have, we always have it on both sides. We always can split the coin. That means that sometimes you need to use your inner child, and sometimes you need to use your parent, your, 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 the older part within you. And you always have the ability to flip that coin. That's the coin of Avram. Some people think that they're not able to change anymore. So if to know that as Jews, we, we, our currency is, they were always able to call on and to, unearth, and to reveal that we're always able to flip the coin. Even when you're o- older, and you remember when you were younger, you had moisture, you had refinement, you had purity, you're ready to take those risks, and you're old and you don't want to take those risks, but the Torah says that, yeah, you do grow from mistakes you made, but you're always able to call on that inner child. There was a tzaddik, his name was the Baba Verebbe, it's actually the anniversary of his passing. Shomahabushtam is tomorrow night, there's Chodesh Av, and he passed away in the year 2000. And he was once with his Hasidim, and they were having this little gathering together, and he needed someone to get some more mashke, some more vodka. So they said, oh, let's go, let's go call a uh, child to get the vodka. <laughs> and what happened was, I guess they had to be a child over the age, you know, otherwise we wouldn't have to buy the vodka. But they, they asked someone, oh, let's get, we need, uh, uh, and meanwhile, they're, 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 as they're discussing, they notice, hey, what happened to their Rebbe? The Rebbe disappeared. He's gone for like an hour, he comes back all sweaty, like, what happened? He's an you know, older man, he, where'd you go? So you, you needed a child to get the vodka, right? I made a decision to never let go of my child. To always hold on to my inner child, no matter how what's going on, to always have be in touch with my inner child and to use that inner child whenever I need to. You need a child to go buy it. I'm the child, and I want to go do it. So we have to have that ability to grow, to to renew, to to, have, to take a new take on things. And even when you're older, you, you have a mission from Hashem. Every age that you're in, whatever age you're, you're in in life, you have a mission from Hashem wherever you are. And we always have that ability to. To start anew. Who here has heard of Eli Wazel? Eli Wazel. Heard of Eli Wazel? Eli Wazel was a very famous uh, Holocaust survivor who won a Nobel uh, Nobel Prize. Uh, after the Holocaust, he lost his faith in Hashem and he lost his observance of Torah. He used to. He grew up in a city called Munkach, and he was a vision tzachas. He was a chassid from the vision tzachidim. And when he visited the Rebbe the first time. The uh, he told the Rebbe like, I am me, and you can't like really control me. Like you, you influence a lot of people, but don't try to do anything with me. He told the Rebbe, you know, I am a vicious chassid. I'm not a lebavitch chassid. So, so next time he visited the Rebbe, or maybe it wasn't next time, but he visited the Rebbe once for Simchas Torah. Comes Simchas Torah, and the Rebbe says to him, Oh, I see that a vicious chassid has come to see how things are in lebavitch. So the Rebbe says. Uh, you know, this 
I, I was there. Anyone who was ever there by Simcha Torah by the Rabbi, it's 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 engraved in your soul, engraved in your body. You can never, it's 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 an experience. It's 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 a so it's a lot of light and and joy. There, thousands of people together. The Rebbe sees and Rebbe says to him, you know, in in the Babich, we say lachaim. Do they say lachaim in visions too? <laughs> That's a protective honor of visions. He says yes. So, so uh, the Rebbe says in Lubavitch, we don't, we aren't satisfied with just one lachaim. He says, envisionist a lachaim for us is like a drop in the ocean. There he gives him a whole other cup of of, of lachaim. He has another cup of lachaim. The Rebbe says to him, in Lubavitch we don't just do two because in the Gemara it talks about doing things in two is not a, is not a good omen. Zugot. So he has another lachaim. The Rebbe said in Lubavitch we don't stop in the middle. Do they? What do they do in visions? So he has another Lachaim, and he is gone. He's completely gone. And when he's completely gone, the Rebbe says to him, Eli Wazel can't really answer because he's not really there. You know what I'm saying? And Eli, the Rebbe says to him, Eli Wazel, I want to give you a bracha that you should be able to start over again. He had lost his family, all of his family in the Holocaust. I want to give you a bracha that you should be able to start over again. That's what the Rebbe said to him. Eli Wazel his Baruch Hashem he listened to Rebbe and he got married and he named his son Elisha after his father a colleague of mine actually taught his grandson for his Bar Mitzvah and as at Bar Mitzvah Eli Wazel's son Elisha gave his grandson his most precious gift I'm giving you my son my most precious gift the Rebbe sent my father a pair of tefillin so he should start putting on tefillin again and I'm giving you this gift he gave this gift to his to, to Eli Wazel's grandson and uh, he listened. Elisha said, Elisha Wiesel said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't, from, because it wasn't for the Rebbe. The Rebbe gave him the ability to actually to start again. They say that life is like sailing a sailboat, right? You can't decide which way the wind blows, but you could decide which way you angle the sail. You could always enter that zone of your inner child. There's a song, a famous Jewish song. Why did Neshama enter the world? Why did God give, bring our soul from heaven to this world? In a way, that when the soul is in heaven, it's like the branch. When the soul comes to the world, it's like the staff. In heaven, it's attached to its source. It's doing wonderfully over there. It's, it's, it's full, full of light and warmth and love for Hashem. That's why a baby, as soon as a baby is born, what does a baby do? It starts to cry. Samach so says the reason why a baby cries is because a baby misses that beautiful, luminous world. But why does God send the neshama from the branch state to, the, to, the, to, the, to become a staff? Why does the neshama dry up the neshama and lick, lose all this moisture, all this chassid, all this wonderful, wonderful uh, experience in Gan Eden? Why does it have to leave? There was a uh, Jew who was a Baal Teshuvah. He just returned to Yiddishkeit trying to keep Shabbos and kosher. He had a very hard time doing that stuff. And he visited the Rebbe and he asked Rebbe, you know, why is it so hard? Rebbe always would answer each person according to what made sense in their world. He didn't just give like generic answers. Rebbe answered each person to what, what that person needed to hear. So he asked him, why is it so hard? So Rebbe told him that, Rebbe asked him, what do you, what's your favorite um, hobby? He says, I love art. What kind of art do you like? I like Picasso. Picasso, I love modern art, I love Picasso. What's your favorite painting of Picasso. He just tells him a certain painting of Picasso. There's a man and a woman. Ebba asks him, how much is this painting worth? It's $20 million. So Ebba asked, let's say you would be there with Picasso. When Picasso is painting this scene, the Picasso experienced this scene, 
and you would be there with Picasso, and you would take a Kodak camera, and you would take a, a picture of it, how much would that picture be worth? It says a quarter. So why, and how, much, how come the picture is worth a quarter, and the uh, painting is worth $20 million? Because I don't know. I'll tell you why. The reason the painting is worth so much is because this person put his heart and his mind, his whole life experience, and he expressed what he saw, which is more perfect, which is more accurate. What's more accurate is, of course, the photo is that more accurate. As great as an artist Picasso is, his, artist, his, his painting doesn't come even close to a photograph. And yet, the photograph is worth nothing, and, the, and his painting is worth so much. You know why? They said to him, God has in heaven an infinite amount of angels. He has so many angels. And all these angels to God are worth nothing. They're not, they're not important to him. He doesn't, he doesn't care about the angels so much. But he sends his soul into this world to put on tefillin, keep Shabbos, keep kosher. When you do those things, you, you do what God asks you to do in this world, for God, that's like the painting. Because that has the human being struggling back and forth in the physical world where there's all kinds of things he has to contend with and still he puts on tefillin and still he keeps Shabbos, still he keeps kosher. For God, that's, that's the painting. That's worth the $20 million. The angels are, whatever, if, whenever they sing to God, it's a perfect song. But they're robots. They're robots. What God, the, the camera is a robot. What, what the reason what, why this photo is, is worth nothing is it's just, it's automatic. What makes it a, a, a valuable, the, the, the mitzvahs that we do is because they come from within a human being with our own struggles and, and though we don't do it perfect. And that's the meaning of the staff. The meaning of the staff is that we, there's something we lose by coming to this world. We don't have the same, but on the other hand, we see less of Hashem in this world. We see more of our neshama. We see more of our inner self in this world. There's a teaching in the Talmud. The Talmud says, if someone told you, I've tried and I haven't been successful, don't believe them. If someone told you, I haven't tried and I have been successful, don't believe them. And someone says, I, I've tried and I've been successful, believe them. So the Kotzke Rebbe asked a question. He says, we find people who, are, who do try and are not successful. What does it even mean? And he answers, you know what success means? You know what it means? I've tried... You try to do something, and you don't see any result. You try to help somebody. You go to somebody, you say, hey, can you give some stucca to help someone get married? And the guy says, no, I'm not going to help you. And you, don't do, and you didn't accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. You think you didn't do anything. You think that, nothing, that, 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 that it, was, it was worthless. Says the Kotzkareb, it's not worthless. That change that you made in yourself, that you made, and you, you went out to do something, that, that change you made in you by that, that effort, that's, that's, that's what's valuable. Okay, so let me tell you the bottom line, let you go. Bottom line is like this. <laughs> it's only for you. The, the Hashem puts us in a world with challenges. It says in the Torah, Hashem puts us in a world to test us. What, what, why, why does He test us? He knows what we're going to do. He tests us so we can reveal in ourselves that inner bond with Hashem, to reveal our connection with Hashem. It's like a father. A father has a child. He loves a child. A child's a wonderful child. But how does a father reveal in the child the connection with the father? What do you want? To, if you want to see your connection to your son, you yeah, hide. No, he's eating me. Don't eat him. <laughs> Don't eat your child. He eats me. <laughs> if you want to see connection to your child, you hide from your child. And you hide, and the child's looking for you. And while he's looking for you, there's a different kind of bond, different kind of connection. That's why Hashem, so to speak, hides from us, sends us to this world so that we could achieve this inner kind of inner bond with Hashem, inner connection with Hashem. Without without inner child you can't you can't do it. As Yehuda said, Yehuda said, How can I go to my father without my child? You need to have the child to be able to get to Hashem.
Nachayim Abracha.